Well, Happy New Year. It's the new, it's the new church year, of course. You know that, right? It's the beginning of the church year, the first Sunday of Advent. And uh, there's all kinds of New Years uh, throughout the year, fiscal years and calendar years and Chinese New Years and all kinds of years. Um, but for the church year, we begin the first Sunday of Advent. And there's a couple of themes of Advent that I want to touch upon quickly, and then I would like to uh, hit upon two themes from the readings from today. So first, Advent. Advent is principally a season of, of waiting and preparing for the Lord, for the coming of the Lord. All right? The Lord is going to come again right, at the, at the end of time, and the Lord, of course, has already come at at Christmas, right? And we, we commemorate that every year. How many children are ready for Christmas? Raise your hand. Tell me, children, tell me what you want to get for Christmas, your like favorite present you want to get. Does anybody want to volunteer something? Hatchimals, that's what my niece loves too. Anyone else? What? You want the electric bike? Well, if you can't tell me, you can't tell Santa, so... An electric car? Was that you? But you what? You're afraid to drive your electric car? I was afraid to drive my gas car today. <laughs> so we wait for Christmas, right? And, and what we celebrate at Christmas, children, is Jesus, right? His G Jesus' birth. And that's why we get presents and we, we celebrate in that fashion, because it's about Jesus. Um, but we also remember that Jesus is going to come back again. So in Advent, we remember those two things. That's why the reading from today is all about Jesus coming back again. And then pretty soon the readings are going to talk about Jesus coming the first time, right? Jesus coming to birth when he's born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So there's those two comings of Jesus, if you will, those two arrivals of Jesus. And so what the church asks us to do is to prepare to meet Jesus when he comes again, or some of us might see him before he comes to us. But either way, we will meet him again. And then also then, as we get closer to Christmas, to prepare our hearts to commemorate the first coming of Christ, right? And to remember that Christmas is about, and I don't want to use up too much of my Christmas homily, but Christmas is about, you know, preparing a place in our hearts and receiving the, the Lord Jesus, right? I mean, the baby Jesus. So because of this, one of the, one of the great figures, because of this preparation, this anticipation to prepare a place for Jesus, we have to clear out space. And to clear out space, we need to repent. And the great figure in Advent uh, that we hear about, of course, with repentance is John the Baptist, St. John the Baptist. And so the reason we're wearing purple, I'm wearing purple, it's always very penitential to me being a Green Bay Packer fan as it's the color of the Minnesota Vikings. So, so Lent and Advent is always very penitential because I hate purple. Um, but purple is the color of repentance. So that means we should consider our sinfulness, right? And be honest with ourselves in the ways that we failed. 
and apologize to the Lord. If we need to go to confession, we go to confession. But, you know, many of our sins, the vast majority of our sins are, are venial sins. And so we confess those at the beginning of Mass and they're forgiven. If we need to go to confession for mortal sins, we certainly do that. Um, and we clear space spiritually so that we're as, you know, prepared as possible to receive Jesus. Okay. Second part of the homily. I'm almost done. Don't worry, children. It won't be long. So two words, courage and love. Jesus talks about his second coming. He says all these horrible things are going to happen, right? Life is going to get very, very difficult. And it's going to become, of course, harder and harder for people. They're going to be uh, perhaps carried away with anxieties and difficulties, etc. And one of the things we learn early on in life, even as children, is that life is not fair. And life once in a while is fair, but usually it's not fair. Life is generally filled with hardship. It's just the reality. And how we deal with the hardship uh, often determines the kind of character we have, the kind of virtue that we're able to build up within ourselves. This is why it's so important that we teach our children how to handle adversity, that we don't shelter them from adversity. I mean, we, you know, certainly some adversity, right? You don't want to give them everything right away, but you, certainly, you slowly open up to them a little bit more difficulty, a little bit more difficulty as they get older because it's good for them to grow stronger. Because what it builds up is fortitude and courage, strength, moral courage, as well as just a sort of fearlessness that we can handle whatever we need to handle in life. And so the Lord says, look, this stuff is going to happen. It, you know, adversity, misfortune, uh, illness, sickness, you know, injustice, etc. It's going to happen to every single one of us. What we need is courage to pull through. We need to be courageous so that we can stand before the Son of Man. Now, second point, when we do stand before the Son of Man, as Kathleen read to us today, what is he going to look for? Well, what he's going to look for are certain kinds of people, right? The people that the Lord Jesus wants to be around him for all of eternity are certain kinds of people. And the kinds of people he wants around him are not necessarily just all the perfect people who never do anything wrong, no. Not that, that's not what he says. He's looking for people who are loving people. People who when they fail, you know, they apologize and they, and they, they receive forgiveness. But what he's looking for is people who love. People who put others before themselves. People who know how to sacrifice and to give for others. Not people who are selfish and, and egocentric and, and focused on themselves. People who are focused on everyone around them to the best that they can. And so we continue to practice this virtue of, of charity or love. And in doing so, we grow our ability to love. We don't just um, say, well, I'm a loving person because I feel lovingness inside I feel loving feelings like when I listen to a great love song I feel love no no that's not what he means love is a verb right I mean love is not just a verb but love is a verb it's meant to be an action and, and insofar as we practice any virtue we grow in that virtue 
And so to become a more loving person, we have to practice being loving. We have to practice being self-giving. All right, that's enough. There's donuts waiting. Okay, next, uh, please stand for our...